This is the Christian Circle Podcast and you're listening to Pamela Fernandez where we have conversations about Christian living. Here's the show. So good evening. Welcome to a new episode of the Christian Circle Podcast. Today we have a new guest, Dr. Peter Klaponis, who's going to talk about battling the addiction of pornography. And so first, um, tell us, Peter, a little bit about yourself and your ministry. Yes, uh, again, my name is Dr. Peter Klaponis. I'm a licensed clinical therapist. Uh, I'm assistant director of comprehensive counseling services in Conshohocken, in Pennsylvania. I've been in practice for 20 years, over 20 years now, in fact. And for the last 10 years, I've specialized in the treatment of pornography addiction. So you've seen this fairly often. Uh, and how have you felt that it has escalated over the last few years? Well, because of the internet, it has really escalated. Uh, you know, there used to be laws considering concerning the distribution of pornography. It couldn't be sold to minors. It could only be sold in certain parts of the town. But with the internet, none of those laws are enforceable now. Anybody can go on the internet and look at anything. And there's just any kind of pornography you can imagine is now available to anybody on the internet. So it has really escalated, in fact, to, to the point where I believe that pornography addiction is an epidemic in our country. The, the reason uh, how I contacted you was because of this um, advice that you offered on a National Catholic Register. And um, as a therapist, too, what are the initial signs that someone is addicted to this? And this is becoming a problem because... Um, people start off with something small and then they say, oh, this is not a, an issue. But what mm. are the signs that this is a problem? The signs that this is a problem are, first of all, um, using it to cope with negative emotions right, as a coping mechanism is one of them. Despite your best efforts, you just can't stop it is another sign. Uh, being willing to take serious risks to obtain pornography, such as losing your job or your spouse finding out, is another one of them. But those are the main, main warning signs. You know, why are you using it? Mm-hmm. You know? So, and you're using it more often than you would like to use it. Um, you may be spending money on it at some point. That's another sign. In medical circles, uh, masturbation is all right. Uh, from a Christian viewpoint, it is not because in t- you're actually using pornography to do this. So what is the, the correct thing in terms of theology um, about the interrelation between these two? Well, m- masturbation is never okay because it takes uh, sexuality out of God's plan. Mm-hmm. Because first of all, for most people, masturbation goes along with pornography use. Mm-hmm. which is just using other people for one's own sexual pleasure. It's exploiting other people, and God never created people to be exploited like that. It takes sexuality out of the bonds of marriage. But even if a person masturbates without using pornography, obviously they usually have to, to fantasize. Mm-hmm. And in their fantasies, they're thinking about other people, in which case they're still exploiting them, mm-hmm. and they're taking sexuality out of God's plan for it. Why is this a problem? Because how is this affecting relationships and marriages? There are lots of studies um, that give you statistics. Uh, Can you share some with us as to how this affects relationships and marriages? This can be very damaging to a marital relationship because when when a wife finds out that her husband is viewing pornography, she often feels very hurt. She feels betrayed. 
know, this is as serious as an extramarital affair. Uh, many women experience severe symptoms of trauma similar to post-traumatic stress disorder. In fact, we have a name for it now. We call it betrayal trauma that they feel. They feel that they're no longer beautiful. You know, um, you look at most of the women in pornography, they're usually in their early 20s. And thanks to all the digital enhancements and photoshopping and plastic surgery, they all have perfect bodies. Now you have a married woman who's maybe in her 40s. She's very beautiful, but she's not 18 anymore. And she certainly doesn't look like the women in porn. So she sees what her husband is viewing in pornography and thinks to herself, you know, I'm no longer beautiful. I'm no longer desirable. My husband wants to replace me with the women in porn. And that cuts at the heart of a woman. It really does. Nowhere do I see more damage done by pornography than to marriages. And we know that pornography plays a significant role in about 56% of all marriages. In a negative way. Negative way, yes. This is, in a way, breaking down marriages, breaking down families. Mm -hmm. So if someone realizes that, okay, this is trouble where I'm heading into, um, what steps can they take to overcome this addiction? Well, I think, first of all, they need to be thoroughly diagnosed. And this can only be done by a therapist who's trained and certified in the treatment of sexual addictions. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing you need to find is someone who is a certified sex addiction therapist. And then, you know, they'll go through an evaluation to figure out, you know, if they're addicted and how seriously they're addicted. Then the therapist can help them to develop a thorough recovery program that can help them get out of the pornography addiction. And that'll include counseling, it'll include support, accountability, uh, a spiritual plan, education, and even virtue. Can you share some of the um, spiritual plan and virtue that that would go into this because there would be a lot of um, people, pastoral communities that are listening to us. So how can Mm. they help these people? Well, it's interesting. A lot of people, when they're struggling with pornography addiction, they'll turn to God for help. But what they usually do is they try to pray it away. Mm. They think if I pray hard enough, then God will take away this addiction. And it doesn't happen. It doesn't work that way. And I tell people, you're going at it from the wrong direction. Instead of asking God to take it away, you invite God into it, Mm -hmm. into the healing process, into the recovery process, Mm -hmm. to walk with him every day through it. That's where you experience his healing power. And we do this through our church, through the sacraments, through prayer and scripture reading. All of these things help you to, to, to grow closer to our Lord and he experiences healing in this addiction. How much does childhood, whether there is um, abuse, whether there is um, uh, issues back in childhood that actually leads to all of these problems? There can be a lot of issues in childhood that contribute to these problems. Um, Growing up in a home where there's abuse, physical, emotional, uh, sexual abuse, neglect, divorce is a big trauma for children. Uh, You know, growing up in these types of homes where uh, they don't have a safe, loving environment. And what happens is usually in their early adolescence, they discover pornography Mm -hmm. and they find that it's a great escape. And they use that to escape from the pain of their lives. And this is where a lifelong addiction to pornography can develop. 
for um, young teenagers, high schoolers, um, what is something that parents can start doing? Because this is a different group. It's different when you've got adults to deal with. But how yeah. would you deal with children in that case or young, younger adults? Well, first of all, we have to educate them. We have to educate them on the dangers of pornography. Kids need to know that pornography is a dangerous, addictive substance. Now, many parents are afraid to talk about this because they think they're talking about sex. And it really isn't about sex. It's about a dangerous, addictive substance. So now today we know that the average age of when a child is first exposed to internet pornography is around eight. Wow. So that's when they need to start really educating children on the dangers of the internet. Another thing they need to do is make sure that all the use of the internet is being monitored. Mm. So I tell parents, you never leave your child alone with the internet. If you leave a child alone with the internet, you might as well be leaving him alone with a perfect stranger. Mm. And parents can initiate this con this conversation on their own as soon as a child hits eight or they wait for some signs or something? I think they should initiate it on their own. In fact, there's a wonderful book that I recommend called Good Pictures, Bad Pictures. Mm-hmm. And it's written on an eight-year-old level. And it's something that parents can read with children to help educate them about the dangers of pornography. Now, how long would you say it takes for someone to recover from this? To recover, well, to achieve sobriety takes about six to 18 months. To fully recover from a sexual addiction takes about three to five years. And let's say someone is on this road to recovery with their spouse, with their church, with their support system and suddenly they find that they've slipped up. And this happens with almost every sin imaginable, not just with porn. Mm-hmm. So what do you do when you fall back into this? And, and, and this somehow seems to get people off the bandwagon altogether. Okay. Yeah, you have to understand that in the recovery process, there will be slips, right? There will be falls along the way. And the best advice I can give to someone is just to be very open and honest about it. If you have a fall, let people know about it. You know, let your spouse know about it. Let your therapist, let your support group know about it. Because then they can analyze that fall and use that information to ensure that it doesn't happen the same way again. I know there are a lot of single people who are, who are listening and many people who are also preparing for marriage and things like that. And what would you say, or how would you initiate conversation about these things with your potential spouse, with uh, a partner, or even a husband or a wife, or, you know, uh, about the, the, about, I don't know, the, the sin or whether this is a part of their life, whether this is something that they are indulging in. Well, first of all, for uh, people who are engaged to be married, I think this should be a part of their marriage preparation process. Mm-hmm. You know, oftentimes they'll be meeting with a pastor or maybe another cu- an older couple in the parish. Uh, they need to sit down and, and start the conversation with the young couple. Mm-hmm. Talk about pornography. How do they feel about it? You know, what's, mm-hmm. what's their view on it? And educate them on the dangers of pornography for the marriage. For couples, um, you know, they have to be willing to sit down and talk about it. And usually it's the wife who initiates that because she's the one who feels the most hurt and betrayed by the pornography use. And if a wife wants to sit down and talk to her husband about it, my, my advice to husbands is to listen. Mm-hmm. To really listen to your wife and, and about how the pornography use makes her feel. 
because most of the time it makes her feel awful, it makes her feel rejected, it makes her feel uh, betrayed and just let down altogether. What are the three best things that you can advise people say don't do this? First of all, you know, you need to have a good support and accountability system. You know, joining a support group, having a sponsor, having accountability partners. And when you feel that temptation, you use contacting one of them. Mm -hmm. Contacting accountability partners, say, hey, can we talk? Can we get together for coffee? Something like that. Another thing that I can recommend is making sure all the use of technology is being monitored. Yeah. Uh, you know, there are programs like NetNanny and Covenant Eyes yeah. that they can use to ensure that all the use of technology is monitored. That can be a great deterrent of this. And number three, what I would suggest is having a strong prayer life. Mm. You know, that strong relationship with God to be able to turn to God whenever you're struggling. So between having everything monitored Having a strong relationship with God and a strong relationship with accountability partners, I believe you can avoid falling into pornography use. And uh, would you suggest uh, doing uh, an inner healing retreat? Yes, there are lots of retreats for, for people who are addicted. There are intensive weekend programs for those who are struggling with pornography addiction and uh, sexual addiction. I would definitely recommend them if you, know, you can find one in your area. Well, thank you so much for talking to us about this and um, tell people where they can find out more about you, Peter. You can find more about me at uh, two websites. There's my personal website, Peter Kleponis. That's K-L-E-P-O-N-I-S, PeterKleponis.com. Or you can reach us at our organization website, which is IntegrityRestored.com. And what does Integrity Restore do? Integrity Restored is an educational organization that we created to help educate people on the dangers of pornography. So we have a 26-week uh, coaching program for those who are struggling with pornography. We offer conferences and retreats. Uh, we have books that we sell on pornography addiction and how to overcome it. So it's a great educational resource. So thank you so much for spending this evening with us in the middle of the week and talking to us. Thank you so much, Peter. Thank you for having me. Mm -hmm.